you may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you picked a good day to be in church, amen? I'm telling you, you picked a good day to show up at service. <laughs> Glory to God, you picked a good day. This is a breakthrough day. This is a breakthrough Sunday. There, there's three things I'm going to share with you today. We're going to talk about warfare, destiny, and the prophetic word. We're going to talk about warfare. We're going to talk about destiny. And we're going to talk about the prophetic word. So I'm going to share three things to you today because I want you to walk out of here a warrior for Jesus. Amen? A warrior. This isn't a cruise ship anymore. This is a war vessel. Amen? This is a war vessel. We're not on a cruise ship. We're on a war vessel. Okay? This is what you are. So we're going we're gonna to empower you today for warfare. After we empower you today for warfare... I'm going to give you a word for your destiny. Okay, everybody wants to know what their destiny is. I'm going to give you a word for your destiny, something that will help you move from where you are to where God wants us to be. Amen? Amen. I don't know about you. Next year, I don't want to be in the same place I am today. Amen? Amen. If God's taken me somewhere, I've got to advance. <laughs> I want to go in the direction he wants me to go, and I don't just want to go there, I want to get there, amen? I want to get there. So we're going to give you a word for your destiny. The, the destiny word will be for you as an individual, but the destiny word will also be for the, the whole body of Christ, us as a whole, amen? Us as a church and a ministry as a whole. And all that's going to come through the prophetic word. So the prophetic word is going to bring edification, exhortation, and comfort into your life. You're going to hear the prophetic word. You're going to go, wow, that was so good. Oh, my gosh. That's what the word does. It encourages you. It encourages you for lots of things. Number one, God speaks. And we as people can hear his voice. So that's, that's where you got to get to. God is speaking, and I can hear his voice. And who is that? Everybody who's born again. Okay, Everybody. Everybody, no one's left out, so it brings edification, it brings exhortation, that means it just, man, it lifts you up, it exhorts you, you feel good about it, you think, wow, glory to God, and it brings comfort. I don't know about you, there's times in life we need comfort, it's like comfort food, who, who doesn't like comfort food when, you, when that big pan of macaroni and cheese comes out of the oven, <laughs> yeah, big pan of macaroni and cheese comes out and you know, and you think, man, give me a double dose. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's comforting. This is what it does to us. It comforts us. Turn in your Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 18. This is a warfare word. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. I want to talk to you about fight the good fight, make a good warfare. And I want you to see that there's been prophetic words given to you in your life. Prophetic words that have come to you as an individual, prophetic words that have come to you in church services, uh, and th this is what you need to do with the prophetic word. The prophetic word is your warfare. This is where you war with it. This is where you as a Christian, just because God gave you a prophetic word doesn't mean it's just going to happen. You have to do something with that word for it to come to pass in your life. If you don't do anything with it, then that's what you get out of it. <laughs> so what we got to do is we got to take the prophetic word and we got we to make war with it. So listen what, what Paul told Timothy. He said, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. Paul told Timothy, there's been a lot of prophetic words that have come to you. You need to take those prophetic words and you need to make war with them. So your prophetic words, you have to make those, turn those prophetic words into declarations, into prayers, calling on them, 
calling those things to come to pass, believing God for them, saying, I believe this prophetic word. I call this prophetic word into my life. I call it to pass. And you spend time. That's what warfare means. You contend with it. You take it before heaven and you fight hell with it and you petition heaven for it. Amen? Amen. You fight hell with it and you petition heaven for it. So warfare. If you look up that word warfare in your Bible, it actually means to contend. It means to fight like a soldier in war. It means to engage in spiritual warfare. That's what it means. Warfare. Now listen, as a Christian, whether you want to be in war or not, you're in a war. <laughs> okay? You may not want to be in war, but it doesn't matter. You're in one. Satan has picked a battle with you, and he's warring against you, so you better understand that this is a battle that you're in. Okay, so as a Christian, you have to do spiritual warfare. If you're not doing spiritual warfare, you're going to, get, you're going to become a prisoner of war. You don't want to be a prisoner of war. But if you are a prisoner of war today, here's good news. I'll come rescue you. Amen? Amen. I'll come to where you are, and Jesus, the great deliverer, me and him, will find you and will pull you out of wherever you are. Amen? Amen. That's what we're called to do. Now, Jesus can do it all by himself, but sometimes he needs somebody with some flesh on to show up in your life and do something for you. Amen? He don't need my help. Don't, don't hear me. I'm nothing. But if, he's, if you need help, he could send me to you. And then together we can really do some really cool things. Amen? So if you're a prisoner of war today, it's okay. Jesus desires to rescue you. You say, what can he rescue you from? Anything. <laughs> Nothing's too big. Right, Steve? Anything. He can rescue you from anything. So let's talk about make war. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. Remember, we're talking about war now. We're making war. I'm turning you into a soldier. We're going to fight now. We know that the prophetic word is just not something, but the prophetic word is a weapon that God has given us. So I'm going to take the prophetic word, and I'm to use the prophetic word as a weapon of spiritual warfare. So here's Paul talking in 2 Corinthians Chapter number 10, verses 3 and 4. Paul writes, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. See, you're called to be a warrior. Listen to what he says. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Listen to it. You have weapons of warfare. What are the weapons of warfare? Paul just told you it's the prophetic word, Timothy. Take that word and make war with it. He said the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty in God. Now listen what it does. Pulls down strongholds. Come on, it casts down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You take the prophetic word and you turn it into a weapon and you use that prophetic word to petition heaven for that prophetic word to come to you and then you turn towards hell and you use that prophetic word as warfare to pull down strongholds. You use that prophetic word to cast down arguments. You use that prophetic word to come against everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. This is powerful. Come on, you're a warrior today. I'm encouraging you to be a warrior today. Prophetic words are words of warfare that will pull down strongholds and cast down arguments and, and come against anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's warfare. So I'm calling you to warfare. Now, the prophetic, the prophetic word is coming. So for those of you who need a little comfort, because this may be a little hard on you, <laughs> talk about warfare. A lot of people don't like talking about war, Danny. Okay? I, I, I think when I get to heaven, God's going to put me in the war department because I like it. <laughs> I'm going to show up, and he's going to say, escort him to the war department. I'm going to go, oh, glory to God, get me in there. Why? Because I don't mind a good fight. 
Well, that's just me, though. Some people, no, not so much. You know, if I have to, I will, but I really don't want to. And that's okay, too. But you, at some point in time, you got to realize that you have to war. you got to fight. So the prophetic word of encouragement. The second part of this message is the prophetic word of encouragement. The prophetic word of encouragement is a launching pad into your destiny. So the prophetic word is a weapon of warfare. But the second part of the prophetic word, it's launching you into your destiny. God's telling you something about yourself, about your life. And he says, okay, I know where you are, and this is where I want you to go. This is the direction I want you to head. This is the pathway for you. You need to go here. God's saying, I see where you are, and I don't want you to stay there. I want you to go here. That's the prophetic word. I want you to accomplish this. I want you to do that. And that prophetic word now compels you into your destiny. It's the launching pad that pushes you out. It's the springboard. He gives you a prophetic word. It gives you instruction. It's destiny. The prophetic word is an encouraging word that's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And we know what it's for. Edification, exhortation, and comfort. We know that. The prophetic word that comes from the Holy Spirit most of the time will be a confirming word. He'll be dealing with you on something speaking to you about something, encouraging you about something, and the prophetic word will come along, and you'll go, wow. Glory to God. It'll springboard you. So in my early years learning about the prophetic, I'm a missionary to India. I'm going to and from India. I'm doing all this ministry in India. And I'm home. I'm I'm in a house church. They have a guest speaker. She's a prophetic lady. And we're in the house meeting. And she looks at me. And she goes, I have a prophetic word. And she goes, it's for you, young man, right there. And she says, I never say this. And I'm, I'm surprised I'm saying it now. But the Holy Spirit won't let me go. She said, the door to India is open to you. Woo! <laughs> you know, that was a launching pad for me. See, that was a word of encouragement to me. It was a word of destiny to me. I've been going to India. I've had an 18-year relationship traveling to India. The, The nation of India is on my heart. And here the prophetic word came to me. Edification. Comfort. But a springboard into my destiny. Go there. Keep going there. Amen? See it? It's a it's it's destiny. It calls us. And what happens with the prophetic word is that God gives us a glimpse into our future. He sees where you are and he encourages you and he calls you out from where you are to the place that you're meant to be. I see where you are. Now I want to call you here. I want you to go in this direction. So now when you, when you finally hear the prophetic word and God gives you a, a destiny plan and you realize it's God's destiny, destiny for me to do this, that's when it becomes warfare. That's when everything that comes against that, guess what you do? You pull it down. See, it's God's plan for your life to be prosperous. And if poverty's in the way, then you know what you do with poverty? You war against it. You war against it. You, I pull you down, poverty, in the name of Jesus. I come against poverty that's trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And po- poverty, you can't have me because Jesus said, I'm to be blessed and prosperous. See, now I'm, I'm petitioning heaven. Father, I receive your blessing. I receive prosperity in my life. You became poor so that I could become rich. Okay, then I turn to hell and I say, you get off my money. You get off my finances. I rebuke you. And, you. and you use the word of God as a weapon. And you come against hell, but you petition heaven. What's the destiny? The destiny is God wants me blessed. He wants me prosperous. He wants me to be able to live a good life and to be able to give to people and help people and be a blessing to people. Blessed to be a blessing. See, that's how you warfare with this. 
and it launches you into your destiny. The prophetic word is God sees where you are and he tells you where you want to go, but you have to take the practical steps to get there. I'm going to say it again. You have to take the practical steps to get there. Okay? It's not just going to happen. Well, hell will do everything it can to stop you. So that, that's a guarantee. But if you want to see it to come to pass, you're going to have to war with it. You're going to have to believe in the calling. You're going to have to take the prophetic word, which God is speaking truth about who you are and where you are and calling you to where he wants you to be. Amen. How many of you want to go into your destiny? Everybody in the room does. Well, I know you do. I mean, I know it's a silly question. We all want to go into our destiny. Listen, it doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. You have a destiny in God that he wants you to get to, and you should desire your godly position. I want to be in my godly position. I want to fulfill my destiny. Amen? Okay, so we talked about warfare. We talked about destiny. Now I'm going to give you the prophetic word. To build you up, to get you to this place where, man, give me the prophetic word now. Because when the prophetic word comes, it's going to encourage you. It's going to give you weapons of warfare now. It's going to give you a destiny. And now you got something you can work with. What? I'm supposed to do what? Yeah, here it comes. You ready? You have been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. This is a time and a season for kingdom establishment. I'm going to use you to establish my kingdom in this place. I'm going to say it again. This is your prophetic word. You have been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. This is a time and a season for kingdom establishment. I'm going to use you to establish my kingdom in this place. Amen? Come on now. Glory be to his holy name. All right, now here's the, that's the prophetic word for us. That's the prophetic word for you as an individual, but it's the prophetic word for the mission church as well as a whole corporately. It's an individual word, and it's a corporate word. It's two things. So you're to take this word, this prophetic word, and make war with it. So I'm going to give you the example of how you do it. I declare the kingdom of God is here. And right now I pull down all opposing strongholds to it in Jesus' name. So I break it off. See, I'm doing war with it for you and for me. I'm saying, hell, you can't stop it. I declare the kingdom of God is here and I cast down all arguments that come against it in Jesus' name. You say, what am I doing? I'm making warfare. See, I'm taking that prophetic word and I'm making warfare. I'm telling hell, you get off of it. You get out of here. You loose it. I'm telling you what I'm going to be. I declare the kingdom of heaven is here. It's mine. I got it. Jesus said I do. And I tell hell, now you get off it. You get out of the way of it. You move aside from it. I declare that the kingdom of God is here. I cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right? Okay, so what am I showing you? you that's the prophetic word. God says, I've brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this. He knows exactly where you are. God says, I know what time it is. I know where we are on the earth clock. I know where we are on end times. I know it all. I know the end from the beginning. I know exactly where you are. And he says, you're here for this time. All right, so that should bring, see how now it brings comfort to you. I've been destined to be an end time preacher, prophet, evangelist, pastor, all those kinds of things. When? I could, have done it, I could have done it at any point in time, but God's ordained me to do it right here, right now, at this time. You know what? And the same thing for you, glory to God. Now you can finally say, I am on time with God. Hallelujah. I'm on time. God, God, if you don't know where you are, he just found you. I know where you are, and I know what time it is, and I've set you in this time, in this place for right now. 
Now you know what you do with the rest of it? You get rid of it. Hallelujah. God knows where I'm at. See how it brings comfort? Wow, God knows I'm here. God knows where I'm at. He knows what I'm going through. He said it's for such a time as this. Now those aren't important words. We heard Esther the same thing, huh? You've been appointed for this time. Think about the time she was appointed to. Jewish annihilation. <laughs> and she had to do all kinds of things that took great courage and great warfare. She took the prophetic word. She went to her uncle Mordecai and said, fast for me. I'm going to the king. <laughs> it's going to take courage to do this, church. You better get courageous. It's going to take courage. Okay, I'm not telling you that it's going to be easy because warfare is not easy. It's war. But God knows where you are. He brought you in the kingdom for such a time as this. This is the time and a season for kingdom establishment. Kingdom establishment. He said, I'm going to use you. Come on, say, use me to establish the kingdom in this place. All right, so there is the confirming word from the Holy Spirit, edification, exhortation, and comfort. It's comforting. God knows right where you are. He knows right what you're going through. And he's speaking to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying to you, I desire the manifestation of the kingdom of God in your life. Isn't that good? God says, I desire, the Holy Spirit saying, I desire the manifestation of the kingdom of God in your life. That's what he wants for you. See how that brings comfort? Wow. If I didn't know what I was doing, I know what I'm doing today. Right? How many times, come on, life isn't easy and sometimes situations and circumstances get off on some dirt roads. We got some potholes and bumps along the way. And all of a sudden, God gives us the word. Man, I'm back on the blacktop. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm back on the highway. <laughs> Glory to God. I can do 80 now. <laughs> the road's clear and there's no bumps. Glory to God. 50 years. <laughs> right? I don't know about you, I like highways and, and 80 and clear driving rather than back roads and bumps and curves and twists and ditches and blowouts. And <laughs> we have our share of those, though, don't we? Okay, well, God's telling us right now, he's getting you on a pathway, he's getting you on a highway, and he says, I desire the manifestation of the kingdom of God in your life. You have to make war with that word, and you have to look at hell and say, everything that comes against the kingdom of God, I come against you, and say, you can't take it from me. Amen? And you declare, I declare the kingdom of God is manifesting in my life. Come on, say that with me. I declare, I declare the kingdom of God, kingdom of God is, manifesting is manifesting in my life. That's it. That's the word of God. See, it brings comfort. It brings comfort. God knows where you are. It brings comfort. See, now, you, do you hear the destiny call in that? Here's the destiny call. The destiny calls. God's given you a glimpse as a person, and he's given us a glimpse as a church that my destiny for you is the kingdom of God in manifestation. What about you? That's powerful. He desires the kingdom of God to be in manifestation in this place. In manifestation in this place. It means the kingdom of God he desires. The Holy Spirit saying, I desire the manifestation of the kingdom of God in you as an individual. That's exciting because that means your whole house, your business, your kids. You remember when the ark came to Obed-Edom's house? When the ark showed up at Obed-Edom's house because nobody else wanted it, the kingdom of God entered in and everything he touched was blessed. <laughs> That's the power of the kingdom. You want the kingdom there because when the kingdom manifests, you're blessed, your kids are blessed, your house is blessed, your finances are blessed, everybody who comes around you gets blessed, people get saved, healed, delivered, touched. That's the manifestation of the kingdom. I can't lose. Why? The kingdom is here. Come in here and get some of this. <coughs> so God desires to establish it in your home, 
in this church corporately. And when he does it in this church corporately, we all come together with a corporate anointing. Why? It's for this city. Glory to God. How many of you want to go to church where the kingdom of God is manifestation and the city shows up and the whole place gets blessed? Come on. Who doesn't want to see that? Who doesn't want to see the lame healed? The sick healed? Who doesn't want to see the miracle, the sign, the wonder, the glory, the cloud, the silver, the the gold? We all want to see that. It'll happen because his desire is I want to touch the city with the kingdom outpouring from your church. So we're, our destiny in this territory is the kingdom of God in manifestation. Glory to God. So, you know, we make war with it. We release the kingdom of God in Social Mississippi. We release the kingdom of God in Success Road in Social Mississippi. And we pull down everything that hell would try to do to stop us. In Jesus' name. See, now it gives you a way to pray. See, now what? God desires to do it where? Right here. In this place. Now, what you can't think about are the four walls and the concrete. He's talking about us. And when we gather together, so I can gather together with you anywhere, and it can happen. Could be Walmart, could be Kmart, could be the Dollar Tree, could be the park. It don't matter. When we gather together, the kingdom can manifest. And he can pour it out. Now, he does want to do our city. Don't get me wrong. Like when we meet on Sundays, oh, yeah, he wants to do it. Here, sir. But don't limit it to one place or a time or a specific location. He can do this when you gather with believers and manifest the kingdom anywhere, which is good news. So he wants to touch our city and our state, so it's the destiny cry. It's the destiny call. Destiny is where God sees us going. He says, I see you as a people manifesting the kingdom. I see you as a church corporately manifesting the kingdom. Kingdom establishment. This is what I want for you. God desires to establish the kingdom here, which is a good thing in this place. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 17 and verse 21. I want to talk to you just a little bit about the kingdom. Because if God's going to manifest the kingdom and he wants us to establish the kingdom, then we have to get our mind on what his definition of the kingdom is. Now, there's a lot of teachings and preachings and things about the kingdom. But in this ministry, in our heart, is we speak where the Bible speaks and we're silent where the Bible's silent. Amen? So the Bible gives us a picture of the kingdom. That's the picture we're going to stick with. You'll like it. You'll really like it. It's really good. So I have good news for you today. I am a carrier of the kingdom of God. I'm a carrier of it. I'm I'm carrying it. I'm a carrier of it. Look at Luke chapter 17 and verse 21. The, the, The religious people are talking to Jesus about the kingdom. And Jesus said the kingdom is not here or there. He said, for indeed the kingdom of God is where? Within you. Where's the kingdom of God? within you where's the kingdom of God it's inside of me and it wants to manifest it wants to come out glory be to God the kingdom is in me in Mark chapter 1 verses 14 and 15 this is how the kingdom of God comes into your life I'm a carrier of the kingdom and you can be a carrier of the kingdom too The way you become a carrier of the kingdom is in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. After John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, listen, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He's not preaching something else. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. This is the kingdom that he desires us to manifest. After John was in prison... Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Here it is. Repent and believe the gospel. You want the kingdom of God on the inside of you? You're going to have to believe the message. 
you're going to have to repent and believe the gospel. That means be born again. So if I'm born again, the Spirit of God comes and lives inside of me. What happens? He lives where? Inside of me. My outside doesn't change. My inside changes. The Spirit of God comes and lives in me, and I'm born again on the inside. My spirit man is rebirthed, and there's a deposit on the inside of me from heaven. Then I get baptized in the Holy Ghost, and he puts another deposit of power on the inside of me. He deposits it in my spirit man. So now my spirit man is born again. Now my spirit man has Holy Ghost power. Where is it at? It's inside of me. The kingdom of God is inside of me. And God desperately wants us to allow the kingdom of God to come out of us to affect everything, the manifestation of it. 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. See, where is it at? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Where's the kingdom? It's in you. Why? Who's in you? The Holy Ghost. Who's in you? Jesus. <laughs> Who's in you? God the Father. Who's in us? That's the kingdom. Where's the kingdom? In me. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Where's Christ? He's in you. The kingdom is in me. Colossians 1.27. Colossians 1 in verse 13, I'm going to read it in three different versions. The Amplified, the King James, and the Living Bible. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, I'm getting you to see where the kingdom of God is. It's been deposited on the inside of me. Colossians 1 13 out of the Amplified. The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control of the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. I've been transferred into the kingdom of the son of his love. Where have I been transferred into? The kingdom. Colossians 1 and verse 13 out of the King James. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Again, where am I translated into? The kingdom. Glory be to God. Out of the living Bible. Colossians 1.13. He has rescued us out of the darkness and the gloom of Satan's kingdom and has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. Come on, say it with me. The kingdom of God is in me. The kingdom of God is in me. It's in me. As a Christian believer, if you're a Christian believer right now and you're born again, God has placed the kingdom on the inside of you. God's prophetic word to you today is to manifest that kingdom. That kingdom can come out of you. That kingdom can manifest and it can come out of you. God's desire is for it to manifest and come out around you. The first thing you have to do as a believer is believe that the kingdom is in me. Listen, if you go around looking for the kingdom, you're spending, you can spend your whole Christian life looking for something that you already got and don't even know it. I'm serious. You can, you're, you, if you're out here looking for the kingdom of God, Jesus said, it's not out there. You're not going to find it here or there somewhere else. He said, when you find it, you're going to realize it's inside you. The kingdom is right here. It's in me. You're a carrier of the kingdom of God. And if you're going to meet your destiny and do the things that God wants you to do, then you have to realize it's already inside of me. I want the kingdom of God inside of me to stir up. How many of you want the kingdom inside of you to stir up? The things of the kingdom of God to manifest and come out of you. Amen? That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's all his gifts. That's us planting and growing the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Gentleness, meekness, self-control, the manifestation of the kingdom. Yes, it's spiritual gifts and power, but it's the fruit of the Spirit as well. And you want both. Some of us just want to walk in the spiritual gifts of power. But God says you won't walk in the spiritual gifts of power until you first walk in the love. This love's got to be manifested first. Because you can have all kinds of power, but have not love. And what? He said you're nothing 
You're a clanging noise, a cymbal, a loud bunch of junk, nothing. It amounts to nothing. But if you'll get love right, and you'll love me, and I'll love you, and my love will flow through you, now everything will change. Because love will grow peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and meekness and self-control. These are the fruits that have to be grown. You have to plant these for them to come up. If you don't plant them, they won't grow. See, the gift is given. I don't have to do anything to get the gift. He gives it to me. Here you go. Andrew, prophesy. Ooh, I can do that. Why? He told me I can do it. It requires nothing on my end. It's a gift. But if I'm over here with wrong motives and I'm not walking in the fruit of the Spirit, my prophetic words and my motives could be so wrong I could hurt a lot of people. I'm serious. It's really very dangerous. But if the fruit of the Spirit is growing in me, and I've got the love of God inside of me, and I've got all the fruit of the Spirit, when I step over here to prophesy, it'll be wonderful. It'll be glorious. When we minister and touch people and, and walk in the gifts of the Spirit, everybody will be blessed. Why? Because it'll be a manifestation of the kingdom of God. Not some one-man show, not some hot-aired, big-mouth bully pushing on people, slapping on people, screaming, hollering, yelling, sweating. You know, no, 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 no. It'll be done in such a way where the Bible calls it. Now, that stuff could still happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against that kind of stuff. That stuff still could happen, but it'll be so decent. It'll be so in order. And everyone can be laid out under the power of the Holy Ghost, and it could look like chaos, but it's really not. Amen? Okay? So God desires for us to establish the kingdom of God. To establish something means this. If we're going to establish it, it means to enact it permanently. So he wants the kingdom of God to be established. This is a time for kingdom establishment. So he says, I want to ordain and enact it permanently. To, to establish something means to cause it to happen. It means to bring it about. Uh, it means to make it stable, to make it firm, to settle it. God wants to settle this thing. God wants to settle that his desire for you is to establish the kingdom. He says, I want it ordained permanently in your life. It's almost like he wants to take it and tattoo it to us and say, this is yours. And it's tattooed on you. It ain't going nowhere, you know what I mean? I'm enacting it. It's like starting up a nonprofit. You go to the lawyer and you get all the proper paperwork done. And you file your 501c3 and you do everything what? To establish a ministry. This is what he's saying. I want this kingdom established. Make it stable. So it's God's desire for us to set up this kingdom. Listen, to institute the kingdom. To order and ordain and permanently enact his kingdom. His desire for us is to cause his kingdom to be, to cause his kingdom to happen, to bring about his kingdom, to make his kingdom stable, firm, and settled in this place. That's destiny, isn't it? That's a call. That's a direction. All right, so how do we do it? God's desire for you and for me in this time, in this season, is kingdom establishment. So I want to show you just a couple of things about the kingdom, how the kingdom works, and I'm going to give you a definition of the kingdom. In Luke chapter 4, in verse 43, you see Jesus preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So it's a specific message. It's not just any message. It's the gospel of the kingdom message. So Jesus is talking about the kingdom in Luke 4 and 43. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For this purpose have I been sent. So Jesus describes it. He signals it out. He says, if you want to know the message that I'm preaching, it's the message of the gospel of the kingdom. So if you, want, if you preach the messages that Jesus preached, you'll be preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Amen? Isn't that good? Now my lightning fast mind figured that out real quick. <laughs> Yeah, 
I must preach the kingdom of God, for that's where I've been sent. So if I preach the messages of Jesus, then I preach and release the kingdom of God, just like he did. Amen? Amen. Luke chapter 24, and verse 14. Just a few scriptures here about the kingdom. Jesus is talking about a specific message. The message of the kingdom. Luke 24 and 14. Jesus said, This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. Here's my destiny. Here's your destiny. What are we to preach? The gospel of the kingdom. It's a specific message. It's a specific message. We're to manifest this gospel of the kingdom. And Jesus said, i, I got to go to every city and every town and preach the gospel of the kingdom. Then he said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. Amen? Amen? All the world. So it's a specific message. God's desire is to preach this specific message to all the world. So today I declare to you that I will preach the gospel of the kingdom of God in this place. And I commit to you to establish God's kingdom in this place in Jesus' name. That's my prayer. That's me petitioning heaven. Amen. I declare it. I'm going to do that. I'm doing that. I'm going to do that. And you're going to see the kingdom of God manifest. You're going to see it. The Holy Spirit wants that. Turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. This is the greatest definition of the kingdom of God that we can get. The gospel of the kingdom comes right from the mouth of Jesus. The kingdom of God is the mode of operation of the kingdom. If you have the mode of operation of something, it's how something works. It's God's mode of operation. When we talk about the kingdom of God and you want the kingdom to flow and you want all the manifestations of the kingdom, we're talking about the mode of operation of God. How does, what is God's mode of operation? The mode of operation for your automobile is gasoline and oil. <laughs> if you don't have gasoline, you ain't going nowhere. If you ain't got no oil in that thing, you ain't going nowhere. And you better check that water level because even though it's just a little bit of water, if you ain't got none of that in there, you could be a prisoner of war on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. You could have gas and oil, but you ain't got no water in prisoner of war. Oh, man, I'll come rescue you. I might not want to, but we <laughs> Amen? All right, so Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. Here's the definition of the kingdom. Jesus told his disciples, as you go, preach, saying this, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now watch the mode of operation. When the kingdom of heaven is at hand, when the kingdom of heaven manifests, look what happens. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. So when the kingdom of heaven manifests, there's what? Healing. When healing shows up, my goodness, the kingdom is manifested. Amen? Cleanse the leper. The cleansing of the leper, see, leprosy was a terminal disease. So if you realize that, God wants to heal and cleanse terminal diseases. Amen? When terminal diseases are eradicated and dealt with, the kingdom of heaven is in manifestation. Amen? Come on. Listen to what it says. The raising of the dead. <laughs> when we raise the dead, it is a dead, it is a ringer. The kingdom of heaven is being manifest. Okay? These are the calling cards. When these things happen, we know. The casting out of demons. When we cast out demons, the kingdom of heaven is in full manifestation. The kingdom is here. Jesus said, you're to go everywhere and say the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then you are to heal the sick. He doesn't tell you to pray for them. He tells you to heal them. How do you heal them? Well, you got to read your Bible. He says, if you'll lay hands upon them, they'll recover. But you can, Jesus, when he encountered things, rebuked it. Peter, he, went, he walked into Peter's house. Peter's mother-in-law had a fever. He walked up to her, took her by the hand, and rebuked the fever. 
Watch. He didn't pray some crazy religious prayer. Oh, God, I ask you right now to heal Aunt Betsy. I ask you to heal her, God. Do it now, Jesus. See, those are, I don't know where those dumb religious things have come from, but they didn't come from the pages of your Bible. See, when you, when you encounter diseases, we cast them out. When the fever's there, you say, get, go, leave, get out in the name of Jesus. He rebuked it. So what do you do with sickness? Rebuke it. Again, I can only preach the gospel of the kingdom. I can only do what Jesus did. Jesus didn't pray that way, so I don't pray that way. It's got me in a lot of trouble over the years, not praying that way. They wanted me to pray that way, and I've got kicked out of a lot of places because I didn't pray that way. <laughs> but I prayed the way Jesus prayed. I thought that was my example. And when I brought that out to them, they didn't like that either. <laughs> I'm just praying like Jesus prayed. What, you don't want to pray Jesus' prayer? Yeah, it didn't go over well, Danny. <laughs> they said, you can go now. That's okay. The, pr- the last part of the verse says, freely you receive, so freely give. Freely you receive, so freely give. So you can freely give all this away. You can freely give it all away. Why? Because, Daniel, this kingdom's inside of you, and you have the right to give it away. It's been freely given to you. It's all inside of you, and you have the right to freely to give it to whoever wants it. Jesus freely gave it to everybody. The religious people got so upset about it, they said, he's at the cake party. He's hanging out with tax collectors and sinners, and they're, and they're over there watching football, and he's hanging out with them. Well, I mean, I can read it to you in today's vernacular, but that's what he did. He showed up to me, and, and, they, and the Pharisees stood at the door and said, he's eating with tax collectors and publicans and sinners. And if, they knew, if he knew she was a prostitute, he would have never let her touch him. You know, Jesus said, he said, the sick need a physician, not the well. I've come to get them. See what I mean? So you can get them wherever you are. Jesus isn't about religious stuff. Jesus is about you manifesting the kingdom right where you are and freely giving it to anybody who wants it. I don't have to judge. The Holy Spirit will do that, not me. Amen? I don't have to judge you. The Holy Spirit will just do that for I don't have to convict you. He does all that. I don't have to. But if the, if the kingdom manifests and the love of God manifests and he's after you, <laughs> it'll be really good. Amen? So the kingdom of heaven is it's here. It's at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you receive, so freely give. When these things are in manifestation, you know that the kingdom of heaven is here. This is the encouragement and destiny that you have right now from the Holy Spirit. His encouragement to you is that word. This is inside of you. His destiny is that's what I want you to do as an individual and as a church. In Luke chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 Again, Jesus talks about the kingdom. Jesus said, whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things that are set before you. Then he said, heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Again, I want you to see, these are, these are the gospel of Jesus. This is the words of Christ. He is telling us that there's certain things he wants us to do. To do. God's desire is to establish the kingdom. God's desire for the kingdom to manifest in our life and around us. And he's telling you what the manifestation signs are of the kingdom. So when healing shows up, you can say, the kingdom is here. (laughs) That's when you should really get excited. Because he's manifesting. Man, she got healed. Oh, no. Watch out. God God is now in the house. The spirit of God is now moving. And he can do anything. Amen? Amen. There's a lot of places overseas, if you go with me to the, to the bush country and we go to the mountains, you know what they do? They wait for him to show up before they do anything. They wait for the manifestation and now we can have church. And you say, well, how long does it take to get the manifestation? Ask David Hogan. Sometimes hours. You know what they wait? They wait for hours until finally the manifestation comes and now we get to go to work. 
I want to give you one key to the kingdom and then we'll close. A key to the kingdom. A key to this. It comes from Jesus. You can see it in two places. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. The key to unlock the kingdom of God and have it manifest and come out of your life, have it flow through you. The key that, one of the keys, there's others, but this is probably a very, this is probably the most predominant one, the biggest one that there is, that if you'll get this into your life, it'll unlock the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God can flow out of you. In Matthew 14 and verse number 14, and then we're going to look at Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 16. So John, or Matthew 14, 14, and Jesus went forth. And he saw the multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. Listen to what it said. Moved with compassion toward them and healed their sick. The key to manifesting the kingdom of God is to have the compassion of God on your life so that you can see somebody and you want to be compassionate toward them. Your heart breaks for them. It doesn't matter what the sin is. It doesn't matter the situation. Who cares? That's not your business. They got themselves as a prisoner of war. They're shipwrecked. They're on the side of the road. They need help. And God sends you there not to beat them up, not to cut them out, not to give them some dumb religious thing, not to beat them up with your denomination. But you're there now to manifest the kingdom. And when you see that person in trouble, he desires for you to manifest compassion. Compassion for them. And if you'll be compassionate towards them, it'll unlock the kingdom of God on the inside of you. And whatever that person needs will come out. If they need to be healed, then he can heal them. If they need to be delivered, you can cast the devil out of them. If they need to be saved, then they can get saved. It doesn't matter what the manifestation is. It's, is, is your compassion for that person there. Not to get a notch on your belt. Not to go on Facebook and say, look what I did. Not to come to church and put your big sign up in the sky. Not to get paid some money. No, not for all those things. No, no, no. To walk in the compassion of God. And when you bump into people along the way, and you look at them and your heart breaks for them, and the compassion of God's there, and if you reach out in compassion, that kingdom will manifest, and anything can happen. Anything can happen. Here he healed the sick. I want you to see it in Luke chapter 7, verse 11 through 16. The key is compassion. If you'll get the compassion inside of you, the compassion of God will unlock the kingdom of God inside of you. Luke chapter 7, and verse number 11. It came to pass after that that he went to a city called Nain. And many of the disciples went with him and much people. And when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the son of his mother, and she was a widow. And much people of the city was with her. Look at verse 13. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. He had compassion on her. And he said to her, weep not. Look at what this compassion did. See, you know what the manifestation of the kingdom is now? If the dead get raised, the kingdom of God is there. Okay, if, they, if people get healed, the kingdom of God is there. If demons get cast out, the kingdom of God is there. It's in manifestation. Verse 14, and he came and he touched the casket. And them that bare him stood still. And Jesus said, young man, I say to thee, arise. You want to know how to raise the dead? Jesus told you right there. You get the compassion of God inside of you, and you go to the dead person, and you say, hey, bud, get up. <laughs> that's real hard, ain't it? That's real, that's real deep. That's real, that don't make all the religious people really mad. <laughs> Seriously. That's what Jesus did. What was the key? Compassion. What was the key to it? The compassion was the key. If there's no compassion, you better stop and you better, you, better, you better go back and you better figure out why is it not there. For the kingdom to flow, it takes compassion. And he said to the young man, arise 
And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. Now, that's a church service. <laughs> he was dead, stood up, and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all. And they all glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us. God has visited his people. God desires for the kingdom of God to be in manifestation. He desires for us to manifest the kingdom of God, to establish the kingdom of God in your life, to establish the kingdom of God in your heart, to establish the kingdom. We're going to make a declaration. I'm going to read, I'm going to read a scripture to you from Job chapter 22 and verse 28. So we're coming to a close here. And we're going to make a declaration of faith based on Job's word in Job 22 and 28. We're going, to, we're going to make a declaration. God talks about a decree. And in Job 22, 28, the Bible says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established to you. So light will shine on your ways. That means I can declare something and it will be established. Amen? I can make a declaration and declare a thing. Guess who else can make a declaration and declare a thing? You can. You can make a declaration. I can make a declaration. And Job 22, 28 talks about this declaration. We can say it. And after we make this declaration, we're going to stand and we're going to declare the kingdom of God is here. We're going to make a declaration. Glory be to God. So a decree is an official command that has a backing with the full force of the law. It's to establish something. It's to make something of a permanent foundation. So we as Christians, we can decree something. And when we decree something according to the word of God, we have the full backing of the kingdom of God behind us. Amen? The full backing of it. We as Christians can decree something, we can establish it on this earth in Jesus' name. So we're getting ready to do it. We're getting ready to make a declaration. We're getting ready to sing our song. Here's the declaration. We're going to declare something. Jeff, if you want to go ahead and put that screen down and turn our projector back on and get, my, get that last song ready. So here's my declaration for you. We're going to stand and say it together, then we're going to sing it. Today, by decree of the word of God, I declare the kingdom of God is here in this place. Today, by the decree of the word of God, I declare that the kingdom of God is established in this place. Today, I decree by the word of God, the healing of the sick, the cleansing of the leper, the raising of the dead, the casting out of devils, and freely I received and freely today I'm giving it to you in Jesus' name. Amen? I want you to stand to your feet. We sang this song earlier today. We're going to declare the kingdom of God is here. Come on, you make this declaration. Say it out of your heart. Confess it with your mouth. The kingdom of God is here. kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of God is here. Come on, say it with me. Come on, decree it. Declare it. Come on, we're manifesting it right now. If you need something, come on, receive it right now. Come on. We declare that the kingdom of God is here. Come on, declare it. We declare that the kingdom of God is here. Thank you, Jesus. Among you. It's here right now. Among you. Turn it up just a little bit, Jeff. We declare that the kingdom of God is here. Come on, we declare it. We declare that the kingdom of God is here. Here, right now. Among you. Among you. Come on, decree it. Oh, we're establishing the 
the kingdom. We declare that the kingdom of God is here. Come on, declare it. We declare that the kingdom of God is here. Among you. Right here, it's among us. Among you. dismissed right here. This next song is going to play, and if you need something from the kingdom, just come get it right now in Jesus' name. If you want special prayer, then come. We'll pray for you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we open up this altar for you to move in Jesus' name. If you need something, come on. We'll pray with you. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph My God will never fail Oh, my God will never fail I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a 
Oh, hallelujah. Jeffrey, play that song one more time. Go back to that. I'm going to see a victory. <laughs> Woo, our sister got delivered and touched right here. Come on, somebody. Give God glory. Tremendous breakthrough right here. Tremendous breakthrough. The kingdom of God's manifested right now. You're good. Yeah, you can stop the recording. The weapon may be formed, but it Thank you, Jesus. 